Welcome to the AEC Groundbreaking Growth Podcast. Hosted by Stambaugh Ness. here with co-host Jen Knox. Hello, everyone. Um, We feel really fortunate to be able to talk to our next guest today. Katie Goodman is actually the VP of Education and Learning and Development at ACEC National. Um, So Katie has a ton of insight um, around learning and development leadership programs. And I know you've been integral, Katie, in kind of aligning all of those leadership programs at ACEC. Um, So we would love to hear some of those key um, learning development trends that you're seeing and kind of putting into place in your leadership development programs at ACEC. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me on today. This is obviously a subject that's near and dear to my heart. So I I really appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about what we're doing over at ACEC. Um, So, you know, trends in AEC, um, it's a very interesting time to be involved in learning and development. I think that, first of all, in general, our firms are investing more and more in um, leadership development, the advancement of the career for the individual than they ever have before. So it's been a wonderful time to kind of explore that topic with our firms and learn a little bit more about what they're looking for their people and what the people are responding to the most across generations. Um, You know, one of the trends that I've certainly noticed is um, bringing up that kind of people aspect. Um, Our firms are more and more dedicated to the individual employees and their culture than ever before. And so where um, a leadership program may have been heavily focused in the past on looking at um, client services and business development, um, while we still do have that focus in mind, we're spending a lot more time talking about diverse teams, a lot more time talking about firm culture and making sure that our people are happy and day-to-day satisfied in their roles um, rather than focus so, so heavily on the business side, which which still gets our attention, but maybe a little less than before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I think when you focus on that cultural side, it helps the business side, right? You know, we always talk about um, specifically in AEC being service-based, right? You're selling yourself to some extent, right? You're selling the people in your firm and how they interact with clients. Um, I know Emily, right from like a marketing perspective, when we think about how we engage with clients and with our counterparts on projects, it's people to people. So those people skills are like so beneficial to have and to invest in the development of young leaders. Absolutely. I think more now than ever, it's been so much uh, the business of people and engineering, not just the business of engineering. So that's that's taken a, a tale all its own uh, more than anything else. Yeah, it's being a consultant, it's being a trusted advisor that we talk about on our team. Um, and you know, clients are gonna hire people they like and that they trust. And so you have to be able to connect with clients in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And Katie, I know when we first started chatting, I kind of loved um, the term you used, kind of maybe around more of those leadership skills and those people skills. It was personal mastery, 
right? That focus on that. Can you like dig into maybe what that term means to you as you develop your trainings um, and how important it is in kind of um, AEC? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And this is something I'm really proud of when it comes to ACEC's leadership development approach. You know, personal mastery is this idea that anybody can truly be a leader um, in our field, but it is so, so much more beneficial for a leader to understand their own strengths and understand what they can harness the best to be their best leader to not only their people, but for themselves. And so, so much of the work out of ACEC's leadership programs is focusing on understanding yourself. So whether that be looking at self-assessment, kind of typing yourself um, against others, because we believe um, understanding yourself and your own vulnerability begets that in others. And, you know, that individual truly understanding where they lie um, with other people, whether it be, you know, I am more of an extrovert and I should harness that to make my people more comfortable Or, you know, I am more analytical. So how do I use that to really benefit my projects? And it's about harnessing that self and understanding yourself to be the best leader and also member of your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Emily. Uh, Yeah, I love that. I think that's so, so important. I think our industry has a hard time. Just we have so many technical professionals that are amazing at what they do. And when they step into a leadership role, they haven't had a lot of experience with that. They don't really know their leadership style. And I think getting to know yourself, I mean, you can take pieces that you like from leaders you've had in the past. And that's certainly, you know, what I've done is I like this approach. I would do it this way. Um, But really to have a learning and development program that teaches do that and really is investing in your own personal development of leadership skills, I think is game changing, especially for our industry. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on your head on the head there. It's it's really about intentionality and you know, recognizing the self and and harnessing again your your best qualities intentionally so that you know when we are leaders, we're we're taking that role more seriously. We're using it to make sure that our people are becoming better leaders. And, um, you know, so many of our programs were born from the fact that um, we're very lucky enough to be in a very technical profession where, you know, that skill is consistently and appropriately rewarded. Um, and that is certainly going to serve us in how we serve our clients and how we serve our projects. But, you know, it's very hard to wake up one day and be a manager with little guidance as to how to manage others and even how to manage ourselves. And um, so many of our programs address that. You know, we really try to make sure that our leadership development has a two-pronged approach. So ACEC's focus will always be the business of engineering, but how can we use personal mastery to make sure that our businesses are thriving, you know, on the personal and people side as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that personal mastery, oftentimes those tools that you can leverage, um, whether they be personality tools or strengths-based, et cetera, it can be really empowering to learn that about yourself and, and have it have a common language potentially to talk to your peers in your company or, you know, in the industry about your strengths and how you can show up best. I think it can be, and that's what I found when I've, I've done assessments like that is it's, it's very empowering because it gives you a language to talk about maybe what you've always felt inside. 
I completely agree. And I think um, it almost gives you a familiarity with yourself, but also others, because, you know, as you do take an assessment or you do go through a process of of self-discovery, you are able to not only recognize where you're at, but how to work with others better. So, you know, maybe it's easier to understand our teams when we understand ourselves. And, you know, when teams do work on an assessment or teams are able to sit down and kind of type themselves, quote unquote, you're able to not only recognize more about yourself, which as you said, is incredibly enlightening and can be very helpful in our personal journeys, but then you can type others and kind of not only recognize, you know, the type of employee they are, the type of teammate they are, but then also say, how can I be a better teammate? How can I be a better leader or employee to work with them? And I think it just kind of rising tide sail all ships in that situation because we're all a little bit more familiar with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it gives you um, ownership and power to be like, I can actually have impact on how my engagement goes with an individual or with a team. Um, rather than, you know, exactly. sometimes I think we um, put the onus on the other person when there's some strife in a relationship. But this like gives you a little bit of a power to to say, hey, let me look at this maybe through a different lens of of maybe how how they're um, coming to the situation or their strengths. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Katie, as far as like the curriculum goes that you dive into for this leadership development, um, what does that look like? Like, how does someone jump in? At what point in their career do they start? Would you recommend? Um, yeah. yeah. What does that look like? You know, ACEC, our approach is that uh, leadership development and personal development and learning um, is, a, is a career long experience. Um, you know, I, I'm happy to say that we, what we have is called a pipeline of education so that an individual at any level in their firm can kind of jump in and experience development at what we believe is an appropriate stage for their space in the firm. So, um, you know, we have a kind of early career course called the Business of Design Consulting. And that's really a four day course where an individual is able to understand the business of engineering, but also what does leadership development across my firm look like? And so that four-day course really runs the gamut of everything from business development to teams, to human resources, to understanding risk management in our firms. Um, you know, and that kind of four-day course lends itself to an individual that maybe can't spend as much time outside the office because they're still billable. That's going to be your project manager that, you know, five to seven year uh, individual that, you know, yes, they're, they're earning their PE, they're maybe starting to manage a few projects, but really need to start understanding the business on a more uh, global level. And then um, our mid-career course, which is our what I like to call our youngest course, is our Pathways to Executive Leadership Program. And that course is really for that mid-career individual that has maybe been in the industry for 12 to 15 years. They're running offices, running teams, and are really looking for that next level of leadership development as it relates to personal mastery. And that's that individual's doing um, a self-assessment to kind of guide a little bit about who they are as a leader. Um, but they're also participating in a more client analysis um, review. So how can I earn a client for life? How can I learn to use my business development skills to make sure that, you know, our firm's business is healthy? And then we also have um, three kind of topical webinars in between our in-person sessions for that one, where, you know, maybe you can't travel for all content. So we're offering that content virtually. And that's going to be focused on, again, that kind of business financials, 
understanding ownership, as well as understanding the role of the CEO. Um, you know, so we all kind of have that CEO in our firm that, you know, is making decisions for us day to day. What does that mean for them? You know, what did their personal journey look like? And it really humanizes that position as well. And um, finally, we have our senior executive institute, and that's for the individual that's really ready to run the firm. Uh, that's actually our longest standing course, and that's going to be your senior vice presidents, um, maybe even existing CEOs. Uh, that course is uh, five sessions, five days each across the country, and it's far more intensive. And it's a very deep dive into both the industry and, frankly, how our firms fit into the communities in our world. And so we look at change management. We look at polarities. We look at strategic planning. And, you know, we even take time in Washington, D.C. to visit the Brookings Institute so that we can understand, you know, globally, where is the world at as we, our firms, are serving it. And um, what I'm proud to say about all of our courses is not only are they available to every level of the firm, but we take an enormous amount of effort to create a peer-to-peer -peer network in all of them. Um, so certainly for Pathways to Executive Leadership and the Senior Executives Institute, which are limited in size, we wanna make sure that in addition to the content, you're connecting to the individuals in the room. So in many cases, um, individuals walk into these courses and have not done leadership development or personal education outside of their firms on a professional capacity. And so um, the ability to make those courses very um, intensive, but also uh, psychologically safe, allows for the individual to make sure that their journey is not only being um, formatted by the content itself, but by the individuals with which they're working in the room. Yeah, and that's so I did a, kind of an executive MBA, and that's what I felt like I got the most benefit from was actually connecting with other peers and seeing how, you know, we may have had similar fears, similar struggles, but right, this was a, not just engineering based. So, you know, it's, it's seeing those, those consistent struggles across industries, across businesses, um, across various companies. Cause I think oftentimes as you raise up as a leader, it can be a bit, I don't want to say isolating, but oftentimes it's, you may have some concerns and struggles that maybe you don't want to go to a colleague to for um, or talk through with a colleague. You kind of want to bake those those ideas out a little bit more. And that peer network that's still in the industry is a great way, I think, to to do that and to talk through some of those concerns as you're developing yourself as a leader. Yeah, and that's really something we we really emphasize for our our participants. Um, you know, I can't tell you how often I host a leadership program and I hear the words, you know, I didn't know others were dealing with this. You know, I think our firms and our companies become like our families in a lot of ways. And that is a really beautiful relationship to have with your coworkers and your leadership. But at the end of the day, it's hard to know what else is happening out there without those conversations. And certainly if all you're dealing with are competitors or clients, those aren't exactly the spaces where you're going to be able to talk about some of the things that keep you up at night um, in, in both your company and your firm. Uh, and, and rather your career. So, you know, as an individual is relating to others, there 
able to see, hey, this is a totally normal issue. And even alluding to what, what you said, Jennifer, it's lonely at the top. You know, as, as our CEOs are running their firms, it can be incredibly difficult to have a major decision on your hands and, and really nobody else to relate to about it. So I find that, you know, those peer networks that are developed in the Senior Executive Institute become their lifeline. And, it, you know, for many span their entire careers because picking up that phone and knowing that you have somebody on the other end that's going to give you not only honest feedback, but probably educated feedback can be really, really healthy. Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think that's so important too, as a marketer and, you know, a lot of times you are one of the only marketing people in your firm. And so you need to have some sort of peer network. And that is such an intentional thing to build is to get involved in, like I'm involved in SMPS and have luckily learned so much from my peer network there. And then in leadership development to have that sort of uh, program and that sort of lifeline, like you said, Katie, is, I mean, that's huge for any leader. I've also found that those lifelines are really important as we explore multiple generations in our workforce. Um, I think, mm -hmm. you know, we're at a time where we have more generations in the office or some, to some extent working in our companies than ever. And so that difference between your oldest employee and your youngest employee is going to be very vast. And so not only is it helpful to work with others at your level about, you know, how do I work with the generation that maybe sees this a little differently or values something a little differently, but for um, our generations to relate to each other, you know, so um, we also have a young professionals forum that we really try to say, you know, these are the challenges in our industry. You may view them differently than those that have been in the industry for 25 years. And that, that can be for many different reasons, but I find that these networks are really helpful and kind of sussing out, what we view as differences in our industry may really not be that different at all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One thing we always talk about internally about kind of that diverse generation pool in companies is that there are amazing things to leverage from each generation, right? And not everyone fits their generation. There's so much individual uh, diversity and anomalies and whatnot, right? But there are strengths to leverage from every single one. And if we can kind of see that and um, layer those those strengths on top of one, one another, uh, I think it can be really beneficial for companies and organizations as a whole. Yeah, yeah. And that focus on um, the generations and how they're all working together is something that we're constantly bringing up in our programs because it's something that I think is on all of our minds. And, and like you said, it can be a massive strength. We just, again, have to learn how to harness it appropriately and make sure that we're seeing it for what it is and how to use it in the right ways. And that's another way that relating to others in the industry and hearing the best practices that are out there can also make us a lot stronger as firms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Katie, um, kind of put you on the spot, maybe if you had to give some advice to like a young emerging leader within AEC, um, that maybe just isn't a small to mid-sized firm, right? Like they may not have a ton of resources at their hands. Um, what, what would you tell them? How should they go about developing themselves as a leader? Um, what are some of those best practices or things they can leverage? Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of ideas on that. Um, I think uh, for one thing, um, 
joining local chapters of national organizations can be huge. You know, we're acutely aware in ACC that a young person is going to have less time and funds to travel. So, you know, sometimes those national conferences can be really, really unattainable, especially when you're billable and again, limited in those areas. So, you know, the local chapters, whether it be, you know, ACEC itself has local chapters. I know other associations do as well, depending on, you know, what your interest is in terms of, you know, what you're pursuing um, can be enormously helpful in not only connecting with other young people, which I think is paramount, as I've said, these peer networks make such a difference in how we view our leadership journeys, but also connecting, you know, with some of the individuals that are maybe more senior in the field. And I say that because, you know, I think everybody at all levels are looking for kind of that mentor relationship, whether it be I'm, you know, a seasoned employee looking to hear what young people out there are interested in, or, you know, I'm a young employee looking to hear about the journey again of that CEO or that senior vice president. Um, I really encourage organization organizations and joining them and participating at the extent that you can um, to those that maybe are limited again, even more so on time or maybe don't, you know, want to do as much on the organization side because they're limited in that, you know, funds or money space. Um, always, always, I am a huge proponent of reading Harvard Business Review or um, McKinsey, which, you know, or even, you know, the resources offered by Stanbaugh Ness, where you can just kind of go to these websites, look at, you know, either whether it be a periodical or a blog, and just to see what's out there. Um, I think there's unbelievable tips and information on the direction our industry is going when you go to these kind of resources that are offering both research, but also anecdotal information about what's going on in the field. Yeah. That's great. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an incredible conversation. Learning and development is so key to next generation leaders. And um, we hope, well, I know that this is um, hugely helpful, this conversation for every next gen leader that listens. So thank you so much. And we hope to have you back on soon. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. 